Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Wait, are we on? <laughs> are we on? Is this mic working? Yes. I was planning on having Jay Factor on this week, but um, there was a conflict because I want him to come on and do all kinds of historian uh, stuff. Uh, Jay, start preparing. I want you to focus on all the historical stuff, not the legal stuff, the historical stuff. I want you to focus on that because, you know, we have lawyers on all the time and everything, and I want I want to focus on the history and how we got here and Shuttlesworth and, and, and everything because everybody's asking to have him back on. I mean, he's ugly like me, but at least uh, he's knowledgeable. He was at an event the other day, and somebody confused him for me. They said, oh, I thought you were Anthony. And then when he told me he was Jay Factory, he said he thought they looked disappointed. They must I, not be in the two-way community too long if they don't know who the hell you are. Yeah, so, you know, people, uh, if, you're, if, you have, if you see anybody on social media posting repetitious questions that we've covered ad nauseum oh. online and uh, on the radio show. Just post a link for Gun For Hire Radio, yeah. whether it's Spotify, iTunes, or, or just gunforhireradio.com. I wouldn't even answer the question anymore because I just see the same questions over and over again. And a lot of these questions I see, they're from people posting that I've seen posting before. It's not like it's, they just entered this chat group. Well. You, you know, they just they didn't just enter this Facebook group or this uh, Reddit group today. Just keep passing it on. Uh, obviously, my podcast, our podcast, Gun for Hire Radio, and of course the Gun Lawyer podcast. That's why I'm not getting deep into the uh, bump stock uh, thing. Uh, bump stock. Wow. Who the others? <laughs> um, yes, uh, and SBRs and and the uh, others and the uh, pistol braces and all of that. I'm not getting too far into it, but I will tell you that there's four major lawsuits now. Many prominent uh, Republican lawmakers came out and said that they're all joining the lawsuits. Many states. I'm going to give you a little hint on that right now. And uh, uh, Montana, the governor of Montana, said he's not enforcing the illegal ATF ruling because the ATF is not allowed to make laws. They only enforce laws, so stay in your effing lane. So uh, the NRA joined the lawsuit by SB Tactical and BAT USA and the Wounded and Wounded Warrior Richard Cicero. I met Richard once before. And a coalition of 25 states so far, Sandy, have joined the lawsuit to get rid of this, uh, you know, pistol brace thing, the arbitrary and unlawful pistol brace rule. So it's one of the major questions. People coming into the gun store want to know what's going on. So here's the deal. The ATF lost when it came to bump stocks. The Fifth Circuit smacked them and told them to go back to enforcing laws instead of uh, making laws. And then two weeks later, after that defeat, the ATF came out with a ruling and said, you can't own a pistol brace, an SBR, an other, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, Knappen covers in his show, I don't want to get into it legally, but in New Jersey, it's dangerous because you can't have an SBR in New Jersey. We don't have really NFA, NFA stamps in New Jersey, so it's a, it's, a, it's a scary situation. So make sure you listen to Knappen's show, but 
all of these lawsuits have been asking for a temporary in, in restraining order and a permanent injunction, just like we what our carry case in New Jersey. So I believe relief will be coming within the next two or three weeks, looking at the uh, court schedules you that the judges have been setting. Yeah, no, no, the judges have been setting very well because you have, you know, they say there's like four, four million, five million people affected with yeah, this. Right, I know. You, you know what I mean? They didn't think this so, through again. Correct. Correct. Uh, so uh, that's that's the problem, you know, uh, that we're going to definitely get a restraining order on this, I believe, okay? And, uh, you know, uh, it's it's going to work out in our advantage is my, my situation. Now, here's the deal. People are coming in. Should I modify? Should, I wouldn't do anything at this point is my personal opinion. But so I had a guy come in the other day. And he's going for uh, he's going into the police academy NYPD. NYPD wants you to bring all of your guns in, and they want to uh, inventory them and they take them from you while you're in the police academy. What? The, the, oh yeah, this is the procedure they've done forever. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They've they've always done this. And I told this kid sell the thing, sell it out of state. Yeah. I said, just don't, because he had yeah. two other handguns. Yeah. I'm like, you don't want to give that to the uh, no. NYPD. No. It could become illegal, right. you know, completely illegal, 120 days lapse or whatever. So everybody's situation is different. I ain't a lawyer. I'm just helping you listen to my show and listen to the Gun uh, Lawyer podcast, please. Uh, I have people following me, Sandy, for years on Instagram, Facebook, and, and Twitter, and I post uh, the, the one-minute teaser for the radio show. Yeah. And then they ask a question, and underneath it, I'll put gunforhireradio.com with the hyperlink. And the response back is, where can I find it? <laughs> oh, God. God help us. Where yeah. can I find it? Yeah, no idea. I don't know. Search yeah. Google it, maybe. Yeah. If you need a lot of information, go to gunforhire.com. Click NJCCW Permit. Everything is updated there constantly. State police update it. They're applying for a permit to carry a handgun. They correct it that you only need two color passport photos because they had two one place for another place. Yeah. They It was confusing with the, the, the payment, the $200 if you go to a state police barracks or if it's your local town, the 150 and the 50 As soon as they updated it, I updated it. Well, Matt and Phoebe updated it on our site, which is important. Oh, while we're on the subject... Gun for Hire is a very big organization. I have 135 employees now, right? And you're only as good as your people. And my people make me proud every day. And they all cover different aspects of the business. So a lot of times someone will reach out to me and they get offended when I can't schedule their date. They get offended that I don't know every model of the 2,000 guns in the gun store yeah. and what the price of something is when they're messaging at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, me directly and I say well please reach out to gun store at gun for hire why you can't get it for me so it's you know <laughs> yeah. I, I, I apologize in advance for not being available 24-7 and having every answer I try, as I try as I might but about 90% of the social media that has gun for hire or Anthony Calandro attached to it Phoebe handles all the responses for you douches out there that continually send crappy stuff pornographic type stuff it's a woman that's looking at this stuff you know people send stuff in my feed like you know private messages right. all the time because they think it's a joke or whatever yeah. it's not me right 
It's not me. Please. It hasn't been in in in, in a while. You it hasn't been for almost a year and a half. Yeah, you can't continue. You, you, it's you, not you, the you same know, organization you know I mean? it was twenty years ago. Yeah, and she'll message me and say, you know, John Smith sent you a message. How do you want me to answer it? And I'll go. I'll answer it. You know. Yeah. And then I tell people that it's not me on that, and they're like shaking my damn head. SMDH, they response because they expect I have to answer everything. Yeah. Right. It's it's not it's not as easy as that. But anyway, what, what do you please, get? Like maybe the f- fifty of these things a minute. Uh, it's we, yeah. The, the the that never stops. And the radio show drops on Sunday. Between Sunday and Monday, I average five hundred to a thousand emails. Right. Between Sunday and Monday, our audience is. And what I people don't it. understand is the, our audience is massive. It's in the millions. It, so. You can't. Um, you can't. How, how could you possibly one person keep up with it? So I go through the five hundred to a thousand emails. Yeah, that's still yeah, me. I don't right, have anybody yeah. doing that's that. Right. And a lot of people, I've, I've said, if I don't respond to you, it's because the issue was brought up fifteen times, yeah. and I took the juiciest one and I cut and pasted for next week's show so I could address it to everybody. So I try to pick and choose, selective. If somebody writes something kind of funny, or you know, I like to, yeah, I like to do yeah. that. Um, that's the other thing, like you know, J Factor. With the PB&J, peanut butter and jelly thing. People are posting, what's PB&J? Go back and listen to Gun For Hire Radio. Go donate to CNJFO, and then you'll know exactly what the PB&J is. <laughs> and if you, know, you want some advice or you need some help, we're there for you. Right. But anyway, please give her a little bit of a break uh, um, uh, because it is a woman. If you have daughters, if you have a wife, if you have a sister, if you have a mom or something like that, just think of it that way, that somebody else is looking at this stuff. It's not just Anthony personally that's that's looking at it uh so i i I appreciate your understanding a couple other things uh that i want to talk about i'm going to talk about daris davis in a few minutes another guy that's going through the uh the coals in patterson uh mo has been coming in a lot his daughter her status is still the same obviously we all know mo has his carry permit and patterson tried to uh ruin his entire life his career and and everything and they're continuing to do that uh they're still uh, they they hate me like so many other towns because i shine the light on them mm-hmm. and you know daylight is the best disinfectant yeah, absolutely and uh patterson is now emailing people that they're waiting for the equipment to come in so they can uh, the process your carry permits so <laughs> okay so just so you know there there is no equipment for them to wait for unless it's a printer because they have to print they have to print uh uh, you know the carry permit. Uh, no so I guess in, in the Patterson, entire yeah. city of Patterson, there Patterson, there's no printer, no printer in the entire yeah. city hall, yeah. police department, or anything. But maybe it's take small a tactics for them. Yeah, there's still towns in the oranges and stuff telling people that uh, they're still waiting for direction from the state police. Oh, good, it's, yeah. it's all it's yeah, it's all lies. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Gary uh, from Newark, he just got his carry permit eight months. Eight months? Eight months since he filed in July. He just got his carry permit. He filed in June. Excuse oh me. He was one God. of the first ones to go in. Eight months. In the eight months' time, he's had, he had four correspondence with uh, Newark. <laughs> because they hate us. Yeah. What do I tell you all the time? Once you realize they hate us, it all makes sense. That's right. Absolutely. And by the way, today is Super Bowl Sunday. So congratulations if you're a huge fan because it's bread and circuses. And if you don't know what bread and circuses are, you youngsters out there, you should Google it because obviously uh, violent organized sports is endorsed and perpetuated by our government because they want us to focus on that. Just like we have two political parties, which right. are they're both the same. Which you know, really is one political party. Yeah, each side needs, as Sandy would say, needs a boogeyman based yep. on 
fundraising, That's right? right? And it's it's no different. Uh, it's it's no different uh, that uh, um, what we're doing here is with identity politics and tribalism and mm-hmm. every all that crap, right? That's what they do. They want us to yep. focus on that. Meanwhile, you see the unity and activism in the two way community. Especially now, you know, I'm only getting beat up on Reddit like every four hours now instead oh, of every five good. minutes. No, that's cool. yeah. yeah, me and Gun for Hire, we only get beat up every four hours. So, <laughs> some douche on Reddit, every post posts that the reason that there's problems at Gun for Hire is because the incredible turnover of my staff. I have no turnover. <laughs> I have, I have, the only turnover I have is when somebody goes into police academy or becomes a fireman or something, or they get a job as a state trooper or a federal officer or something. I literally have no turnover. Like, literally, no (laughs) turnover. It's been the same people there for years. Yeah, and, years and but years they po- he posts this. He, I th- I'm assuming it's a he because they, they all have fake names. Snaggletooth yeah, eighty four right, or right. my I, small penis thirty one or whatever his <laughs> name is. You know, but they always it's because of the high turnover. They constantly have new people since the gun store opened. Well, you have new people because the place grows and grows and grows. Correct, but, but since the gun store opened, the one manager left who was only there for the first three months. Now the last five months it's been Luke and every other employee in the gun store has most of them worked in the range already for years and we transferred them in there and the rest of them as we hired them from the gun store they're still there not one employee of the gun store has left yet I just love this shit he posted this like 30 times at the huge turnover listen I understand you don't like my range you go somewhere else I get it small penis 81 or whatever your your name was well maybe maybe it might be uh, (laughs) the the owner of one of those ranges (laughs) Uh, It could be. It could be. It could be. be. So we got got another thing, you know, Sandy. We have judges are now ruling that it's unconstitutional to ban marijuana users from owning guns. And where is this coming from? Now, wait. Now, I don't don't believe you should shoot a gun while under the influence of drugs or alcohol. But I believe if you're on medicinal or recreational marijuana, if you have a cart, I believe you should be able to own guns. And a federal judge in Oklahoma has concluded, citing the Bruin ruling, a U.S. District Court Patrick Wyrick, an appointee of former Republican President Donald Trump in Oklahoma City, dismissed an indictment against a man charged in August with violating that ban, wow. saying it infringed on his right to bear arms under the Constitution. Wow. He says that using marijuana was not in and of itself a violent, forceful, or threatening act. And noted that Oklahoma is one of a number of states where the drug still illegal under federal law can be legally bought at state level for medical uses. Hmm. That's interesting. And this guy was represented by a public defender. Wow. Okay. And listen, we have a lot of veterans with PTSD and stuff like that. Absolutely, And they're taking medicinal marijuana or, or, you know... Uh, you know what I mean? Or, or, or substances thereof for legitimate issues. Exactly, exactly. So I, I'm all for it. So we're going to see we're going to see this going up the uh, flagpole. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Mike Candido with the ANGRPC donation list uh, week for a thousand dollars with the NFT for Paul Trotter. I just want to say Joyce Candido, boy, you're such a good sport, Mike's wife. Joyce, we love you to death and thank you for being a Gun for Hire alumni and being in this fight with the rest of us. We really appreciate it. 
That's an inside uh, story there, Sandy. I might have gotten somebody in trouble last week. <laughs> so anyway, it looks like you're going to be able to uh, bong and bang yeah. pretty soon. Pretty soon, maybe. P- pretty soon, you're going to be able to bong and bang. Now, here's, here's a good one. The governor, Murphy, the jack-o'-lantern on crystal meth, he is starting to uh, force businesses in the state to ban carry of firearms because he's going to try to choke us out uh, across the state. So casinos just came out. All the casino owners got together and said guns will not be permitted in their casinos because it was a, a black hole before that. You were allowed to go into a casino with a firearm unless you know there was a sign that said you couldn't carry. So uh, you're going to see this more and more. You're going to see Murphy. He's going to be going after the hockey rinks. and you, you know what I mean, Sandy? All these public places, him and his ilk are going to be going yeah. after people and saying, you know, put up signs, put up signs so we can't carry anywhere. So I say that we, we follow our wallets. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? Let them know. Let them know that you're not going to take it, you know. Um, that's 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 what I would do. I would I would stick it to people and not go there anymore and send them an email and send management an email and let it be known that, you know, I'm going to take my business somewhere else. That's the only know. way it's going to really work. Correct. Now, there was a post on Reddit where people are making signs that guns are welcome. I'm of the... Yeah. And now I own a gun range. I'm of the business where out of sight is out of mind. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think we should get into an escalated competition with the anti-gunners. Right, exactly. So yeah. I, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, that's just me, and you yeah, could beat the too. shit out of me, everybody that's yeah. listening to this. But no, now, I obviously, agree. I'm a I gun store in a gun range, so I don't have to put signs that say, you know, conceal carry is welcome here. Right. It's welcome here. And, and look, I'm talking to you from a free state, another free state, by the way, and uh, a state where constitutional carry is is legal. And uh, I don't. there are no signs here. For those of you who are new to carry, there are no signs posted here. It's okay to carry here. Everybody just assumes it. The newness right now is new for you guys, and it will wear off. In in a, in a year, right? And I mean, the, the yeah, yeah. It's good. Just let it slide. We don't need to put signs, right? You know, we don't need to put signs. So that's that's the good one. Let uh, us by just the way, disappear into the woodwork. That's yeah, the way. It by the way, be. Sandy, my fifth low dose CT scan, no change, no growth on very the nice. no, no additional growth on the six uh, polyps in my lungs. No, very nice. How's that? Oh, I smoked right. for fifty years. Oh my God. Anyway, Dr. Joe Sambatero, um, he just sent me the results. See, when you have concierge medicine, I had the CT scan yesterday at 3.15 at Montclair Radiology, and, now he's and it's Friday at 4.19, <laughs> I got my results, bitches. That's the way it's supposed how's to work. That for, how's that for concierge medicine? Not three weeks later when the doctor hasn't called. N- and I didn't ask him for it. I didn't ask him for it. He just sent it to me. Right. Like, I didn't say, Doc, where's my test results or whatever. It's a beautiful thing. But anyway, yeah, I don't think we should have signs. Now, Mike Del Greco, who's a Gunfire alumni since we first opened, he made up these little cards. And these little cards say, we have noticed your sign and will respect your wishes by doing business elsewhere. And it has a gun with a red line through it and dollar sign with a red line through it. That's cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, mean, really, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I'm 100% fine with something like that and tell them that we'd leave it on the counter or would it let them show their boss or whatever else like that. I just don't think we should be transmitting where's a gun-free zone or where isn't a gun-free zone because then we just be, we create target-rich environments. Right, exactly right. Okay? Yeah. 
Uh, so uh, I just think we should leave it alone. But that's just my 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 two nickels, and you guys do you out there. A uh, couple other things. Let's see right here. I wanted to talk about a few things before we get heavy into this. Uh, this gentleman, I want to talk about this gentleman. So anyway, uh, you know, remember, remember that um, that hack for um, Michael Antesis that works for Rutgers. We pay him like three hundred thousand oh, dollars a year yeah, in taxpayer money, yeah, yeah. and his wife gets like one hundred eighty thousand dollars a year. He just published another thing in Rutgers today. <laughs> Gun ownership in New Jersey. <laughs> Who owns them and how safely do they store them? Oh. And I, yeah, and one of my members, Joe D., he sent this to me and he wrote, Anthony, as a veteran, it seems to me that the Lib's incessant attempt to use doctors and medical reports as a way to make an end run around the Fifth Amendment is disgusting. I have read that the World Health Organization has imposed a medical code specific to this question. Do you have a gun in your home? Do you have any thoughts of harming yourself? And worse, if you refuse to tell the doc or nurse uh, any answer, they assign you the secret gun code. God forbid it Well, surfaced. it's not a secret gun code. It, no, it's it, not secret anymore? It, it has been there. It has been there. It is part of, since the... Um, international classic classification of diseases has uh, changed from the series nine to series ten. I believe in the beginning, from that point forward, uh, you guys, you know who you are out there. You can correct me if you if, if I'm wrong on that. I, I think it was right from the beginning, but it is not. There's it's not a secret code, but it is a code. Wow. Yeah, we could probably get what's his name to let us know from doctors from responsible gun owners. Yeah, John. Yeah, John. Olman. Yeah, or, so, or any medical coders out there. Medical coders, step it up. Yeah. God forbid it's surfing in an investigation for any reason, like you were at a Trump's uh, uh, side during his January 6th speech. These medical tyrants are a toxic cancer. Veteran suicides are bad enough without yeah. their medical records being weaponized against them, yeah. ratcheting up feelings of alienation from society. Joseph D. Joe, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Listen, it, we're going sideways. Uh, I watched some of the hearings with the Twitter execs and stuff, and that Yoel Roth, he says, well, you have to throttle free speech to to uh, uh, to perpetuate free speech. <laughs> like, they're backwards. Oh, but it's God. his definition of what's allowed. Yeah, right. So this Michael Antesis, he keeps publishing these articles under Rutgers, New Jersey, Gun Violence Research Center. And this is where Murphy is taking our tax dollars yes, right. for your $200 yep. permits and your $25 FID cards. Yep. And this guy just comes up with this stuff. And, you know, people, well, us gun people, we don't exercise secure gun storage and shit like that, right? They, you know, they have been for years and years and years. And this goes back to the Carter administration to use they were weaponizing the US Public Health Service um, over and over and over again and that's where you get this bullshit study that uh, came out that said if you own a gun uh, you are more likely to have it used against you they, they did this study in the hood uh, and and you know again you can you can make statistics work any way you want them to and believe me the uh, the good folks at the U.S. Public Health Service know exactly how to do that. You know, um, so Antesis in the article says only 10% of patients in New Jersey have been asked if they have a gun in the house and how they store it. That's 10% too much, by the way. Damn right. 
But uh, you have a Bible you know, in your house. Do you have yeah. a Quran in your house? Yeah. Uh, how do you store that? Do you? Uh, yeah. Okay. So he's th- this guy is is a, a straight up jackass. He's reached out to me like fifteen times about how we could meet in the middle and we could collaborate. On stuff. I don't even respond. <laughs> I don't. I don't even respond because he watches all my videos and shit. Yeah. Right. So I don't. I don't want to talk to him because he, he's poison. Yeah. He's poison. Because he just makes his money off of that fear mongering. That's exactly on his it. Side. Yeah. Because he's a political hack, and that's where they, you know, this is his, you know, he's getting money, uh, and and rewarded for uh, creating the narrative. It's the same way, and and we've talked about this on the show, um, and you know, I do. We, we've talked about it a number of times of how. Um, Hollywood uh, movie producers, book uh, authors, and the like get paid additional money to write narratives into their work that are anti-gun. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're really fighting against, ladies and gentlemen. We are fighting against a machine that is working against you because they hate you. Yes, they hate us. They hate us. They hate us. Uh, by the way, um, you know uh, how Dan went to court, the two assault weapon cases in the Magban case? Yeah. Uh, the state wanted to put all three together. So the judge came out and said that he's going to put all three cases together for discovery, just consolidation for s- discovery, and then he will revisit if he's going to separate uh, the the two assault weapon ban cases from the mag case so we have to go by that right now and all the filings are being done on both sides with us with the uh with the state and uh, and uh dan and uh david jensen for the uh, carry by the way that's all going to be uh coming along uh pretty soon with the uh, coons versus uh platkin and siegel versus uh, Placken. Uh, more briefs have been filed. The state is asking for uh, more time uh, because they want to <laughs> put in another 100 pages of data, which I don't know what malarkey, as Biden would say, yeah. what malarkey they're going to make up with another 100 pages. I mean, I just... Of data supporting what? Their bullshit premise? I guess, I guess, there, but another hundred pages, so we'll see how it goes. But I don't think Judge Bum is going to sit well with uh, with too too much of this stuff anyway. To yeah, to be quite honest not, with you, uh, the, yeah, because if they don't have any new stuff, it's going to be really bad for them. Yeah, if if right. they don't if they don't have right. any new stuff, seriously. And they've played this game before too. We need we need a continuance because we have to submit whatever. And there's been no additional things delivered. Yes. Correct, correct, correct. You know, uh, we know, we know, you know, in the, it, anyway, uh, we'll see what happens. It's, uh, so far, it's so good. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, hope, I'm, I'm hopeful. I can't wait until it starts because I really want to see what the, uh, I really want to see what the, uh, what, how the judge proceeds with this. And I know a lot of the guys from the gun forums and the uh, firearms academy, yeah are all going to uh, be down there and uh, New Jersey Firearm Syndicate are going to be on top of this. And uh, it's it's just interesting. It's an interesting time because we have we have Bruin behind us and we have uh, original history and text and tradition behind us. All right, before I get into this guy f- uh, from a town here, uh, 
Let's talk about everybody's asking for your references, your four references. Um, you can't use a relative by blood or blah, blah, blah. So just so you know, the statute in New Jersey says, for the purpose of this section, immediate family means a spouse, domestic partner as defined in blah, 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 a partner in civil union coupled as defined in section blah, 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 a parent, step-parent, grandparent, sibling, step-sibling, child, stepchild, and grandchild as related by blood or law. A cousin through marriage is not family as defined by statute. So if you have any cousins through marriage... You can use them as your references. I get this question all the time. You know, again, th- why does the state do this? We make it confusing. We make it ambiguous. We make it tedious. We make it scary. We yep. make it expensive. Classism, 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 veiled behind racism, racism, racism. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What about, what about natural uh, uh, blood uh, cousins? You can't use them as a reference. Okay. Yep. But they want, th- I have people coming in. They're like, I, I don't have four references. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like me and you. They're cave trolls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Do I have one I would talk about this? All right. Uh, because somebody asked me, oh, awesome, I listened to your show. A question has not been answered. The prerequisite for four references. This was from Rich M. in Ringwood. So, Rich M., I just see. Yeah, he goes, I don't see how having four references will stop a criminal from having a firearm. Rich, I just discussed it. It's to keep people from getting their permit. That's if right. the state had their way, they would make it 30 references. Right. But they know that definitely wouldn't pass muster post-Bruin. And no two alike could have brown four, hair and blue eyes. Yeah, know? going from three to four is not so bad right, right now. Maybe next year they'll bump it to five. Maybe then they'll bring it to eight until we fo- pose a challenge. Right. And we got to spend a half a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. For something as frivolous of th- as that. But they know. That's their game. That's their game. That's been their game. Their yes. whole game is to make as many uh, obstacles as possible to dissuade you. Just stick with you. the bread and circuses. You'll be fine. That's right. Diane Pruitt, founder Guiding Rain's Equine Assisted Therapy for Veterans, First Responders, and their families. Another incredible activity that we've done, we had them work in teams um, where they had to get the horses through the obstacles. No lead line, no touching, uh, but had them carry what we called a bucket of burdens. And we actually had them write on a sticker two goals and two burdens you know of each team member and the goal the only stipulation was that you could never set that bucket down and that you needed to exchange the bucket once you completed an obstacle then I would hand it off to you and we had like four obstacles and so I observed and we watched this team go through this whole process and one uh, it was a female veteran she never let that bucket go and once they completed an obstacle we asked them to, to take a rock or go out and set it down the obstacle never unloaded a rock finished the whole activity I asked her how that went she said oh it went great you know the horse did everything and um, yeah we feel like we really succeeded and we really feel good about it and uh, she's standing there holding it and I said uh, you're still holding that bucket of burdens and again it was she looks down at the bucket and looks at me like I had hit her between the eyes and it just again the tears started to flow and I said you carry it all she said I sure do carried all those dreams all those goals and all those burdens but would not hand it off to somebody else or unload it that's that magical part i can't explain you can help keep this life-changing and vital program alive for veterans first responders and their caregivers won't you please help 100 percent of your one-time or recurring tax-deductible contribution goes directly to transforming the life of a deserving disabled brother or sister in arms 
let's not turn our backs on those who have given themselves to preserving our liberty and rescuing us from harm. Please join me and the scores of other veterans and first responders who are stepping up to help our fallen brothers and sisters. Go to guidingrains.org. See what they're accomplishing and consider helping us save this program from extinction. Because if it disappears, so does hope for so many families just like yours. GuidingRains.org. G-U-I-D-I-N-G-R-E-I-N-S dot O-R-G. Guess what? Marty's V-Burger won a major award, Sandy. Nice. Veg News Magazine, which is a national vegetarian magazine. They went to the best house-made vegan restaurant burgers worth trying now. He doesn't use Beyond or any, you know, Impossible or anything right. like that. Marty's right. is, is proprietary. And uh, I'm, oh, my God, the pop-ups on this thing. Marty, I'm going to kill you. Uh, <laughs> the number one burger was Marty's V-Burger. Congratulations, Marty. Got its start back in 2014 when it debuted at the New York City Vegetarian Food Festival. Since then, he's opened two New York City locations, one in Queens and one in Manhattan, and developed an extensive menu complete with drumsticks, cheese fries, chicken sandwiches, and its own house-made burger patties. He has a pretty good crab crab, uh, cake sandwich, too. You'd never know that it wasn't crab cake. So every time him and his wife, Carol, come in, they bring some stuff and they they bring it in my employees break room and the guys all the carnivores try it and they're all like perplexed because it doesn't taste (laughs) like uh, uh, vegan so you know rotate a little vegan in your diet and and support those who support you so try marty's uh v-burger go to marty's yeah, try definitely. If you try his V-Burger, if you've ever eaten a Big Mac in your life, try one of his V-Burgers and get back to me and tell me what you think because you won't eat a Big Mac after that anymore. Uh, listen, if you live in New York, NYTAC Defense, NYTACDefense.com. Peter Tillum, $35 a month. Mention Gun for Hire, one word, get 10% off your monthly fee. Uh, you need that if you live in New York. It's a legal defense fund. If you live in the 49 other states, especially New Jersey now, if you're carrying uh, U.S. Law Shield, use code GUN for hire. One word for uh, I think you get two free months a year off because of us. Uh, Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino, Amazon, Gun for Hire, Kindle, we have it here. Uh, the Quarantine Crawl, quarantinecrawl.com, over 360 Pro 2A businesses, products, and services. Go there before you check anywhere else. Please support those who support you. Uh, my doctor is optimalhealthwellnessnj.com, Dr. Joe Sambatero. Uh, check out the doctor for concierge medicine. He writes a script for me for my uh, uh, lung scans, low-dose CT scan on Monday. I upload it to Montclair Radiology on Monday afternoon. I pick an appointment on Thursday at 3.15. He takes care of the pre-approval process. I don't even know what's going on. I just get pre-approved from Montclair the next day on Tuesday. I show up Thursday at 3.15. It takes 10 minutes for the scan. I go across the street to Ralph's Pizzeria, who got an 8.9 on uh, uh, on one slice app, by the way, uh, Barstool Sports. Uh, Pat Custody, the owner of Ralph's Pizzeria Nutley, is a member of the gold member an of the range eight, here. Nine, eight, nine. Holy yeah, he was the first shit. one ever to get an eight nine Ralph's Pizzeria. Oh. I never took you there; you're too fat. <laughs> so, uh, so then, uh, where is it? Where's I, Ralph's? On Franklin Avenue, Nutley. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I I leave there, 
And then the next day, tw- 25 hours later, my doctor texts me that your lung scan is all clear. Schedule another one in six months. You see how that works? Yeah. Optimal Health Wellness NJ. Beat that, bitches. Okay, for a couple hundred dollars a month, concierge medicine, no waiting in line, no three months. Uh, one of our listeners asked me for a cardiologist, a pro-2A cardiologist, and I sent the listener my pro-2A cardiologist, and he got an appointment in March. If he had gone through Dr. Joe, he would have made a phone call and got an appointment in a week. Yeah, right. Right? That's okay. That's the difference. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Back to my buddy Tony Gallo. It's not for everybody, though. No, it's not it's for everybody. Listen, it's if you're if you give a shit about your health. Oh, I love that. My buddy Tony Gallo, Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club, Lake Island, L-A-K-E-I-S.org. Lake Island Rifle and Pistol in Carteret, New Jersey, is looking for junior rifle members between 12 and 18 years old to learn firearm safety and to compete in small bore and air rifle competition. All right. Next one, my buddy Sharon Decker, Zen Float Center in Scotch Plains. I couldn't zenfloatcenter.com. I couldn't let the cat out of the bag, but Sharon bought a $500 gift certificate for her husband Chris <laughs> for his birthday. Happy birthday. And of course, if you're in the Monmouth County area, check out Aberdeen Guns and now they have not only do they have prime proof, but decoding firearms is available there as well. There's another gun store that I'm supporting, guys. The gun store supports me and I support them. Imagine I don't have this myopic view like that gun store on the second floor a couple of towns away from me that is character assassinating me every day. <laughs> I don't I don't play shit like that. It's I want to work together with everybody. Because you're successful and the other gun store is successful and that's yeah. how that works. Yep. The other guy, ha <laughs> ha, F you. Yep. Uh <laughs> You know, hey, there's pain and and anger. Hurting people hurt people. And that's the way it is. So you can tell he's not doing very well at all. So every night I go to bed with a clear head. Every morning I wake up and it's another day of killing it with the best staff and the best facility in the United States of America. And I don't have a big head. Prove me wrong. Anyway. Let's talk. So this guy in Patterson sends me this thing. This guy in Patterson, a little different than Mo, has a job. This guy was a former police officer and everything, trying to get his carry permit. Has a letter of need from a security company. Oh, my God. And they're still dicking him around in Patterson. I am telling you, I am the disinfectant for all of these people. Uh, I mean, you want to see what they're putting him through the ringer here. Uh, he's contacted all kinds of people. He's going up the ladder. Um, I had an event the other day. Dan Schmutter was there. Adam Lussberg was there. Uh, and uh, Frank Pisano from Needleman Pisano was there and a couple other attorneys. And we are brainstorming, starting with Mo and working our way down. I would like to warn all of these departments out there. Uh, that are that are creating uh, violating people's civil rights and official misconduct and official malfeasance. I, again, I'm going to reiterate because they all listen to the show now. I'm putting you all on notice. Uh, uh, customers of mine, when they go to these departments to pick up their paperwork or to be ignored, they're basically being told by the the officers in the pit to mar- the the, the uh, permit departments that they hate me, that uh, I got them in trouble, their asses got chewed out, people are personally pissed off at them. You know what I say? Good. Yeah. Do yeah. your job. Listen, I'm 62 years old. They own the business. I just got to worry about getting pulled over, I guess, or you know, somebody calling me out in a in a, in a restaurant or something like that. But but you know what? We wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah. 
if it wasn't for you. So why don't you look in the mirror and say, you know what? These are law-abiding, tax-paying citizens in my town that are coming to me for a, a service that we have to offer by law. And the law says 30 days or 60 days. So rather than treating them like a shit bag, maybe you should treat them like an equal. Yeah, maybe treat the shit bags like shit bags. How yeah, no, that? but that doesn't work that way mm-hmm. anymore. Right. But, but you know, so again, I, I always use this one. If I got a, a traffic ticket and I have 30 days to pay it, could you imagine me going to the, the judge and saying, listen, I've been a little busy. <laughs> I haven't had time to get to the bank. We haven't got that. We're waiting for the equipment. Yeah, we're <laughs> waiting for the right paper to come in. We don't know how to scan the photos. We don't know how to do this. I'm waiting Seriously, for duration from your office to tell I, us I how to get there. I don't want to, I don't want to sound sexist, but for all all you cops out there that are using these excuses, if you're male, sack up, grow a set, and start doing your effing job, please. And if you don't have enough resources or manpower, then go up the chain of the command and get it. Or plant the seed and get it. And for all of you out there that are listening, I know Mo got red flagged because he took my advice, but all of you out there, they work for us. If your department is not responding, if your department is saying, do not email me again, And I will get back to you when I get back to you. If you're dealing with shit like that, every elected official in your town, you contact the mayor, the police chief, all the council members, and then go to your county. What do they call them? Commissioners now. They can't call them freeloaders anymore. Email every one of them. Call every one of them and leave a voicemail and be firm but respectful and call names out. Sergeant so-and-so, Lieutenant so-and-so. Call them out, tell them what's going on, remind them of what the law is, remind them of the Shuttlesworth rule, and explain the situation and ask for answers. You know, Gary used to be a councilman in his town. He says, go to the town meetings when the chief and the mayor are there. Everything is on record. Go up and speak. Go up to the podium and compose yourself and say, I want answers. Now, remember, what's his name, Uh, 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 Bone? When he did that, they they red flagged him. Yes. And they took his guns away. Yes. No, no, they they stopped. The the chief pulled his permit. First they yeah, approved it, then a day later. Yeah, to, yeah, he yeah. moved, by the way. He moved to a free state. Oh, good. He moved. Good. But go to your town meeting and say, I NJ2C315 says this. I was told by the permit officer, do not ever call me again. I was told by the permit officer, when he gets to it, he gets to it. Listen, you got to take a stand. Right. And be Enough respectful, already. Respectful. Don't be uh, don't be antagonistic. Be respectful. You're a tax-paying citizen in that town and a voter. These people are supposed to work for you. Take it to the highest authority in the city council, in the town council meeting. That is probably the best advice I have ever heard. But that comes from Gary, who's who was a councilman, right? And it goes on a record. Yeah. It goes okay, right but on it goes on yeah. record. But send all the other emails and keep a record and bring a folder. And if you go, you know, I'd love to see the police chief up there when you say, I emailed him August, September, October, November, yeah, December, right. January. And chief and mayor, it is now February. And I have not received a response yet. Not even the decency of a response that it was being worked on. I want to hear, the chief has to respond to that. It's on record. Right. Let him right. go back and get his guys, and his guys will say, well, Chief, we've been asking you for help for the six months. Guess what? Then maybe they'll get the help. Exactly. Exactly. All right, but but somebody has to do it. All of you out there, enough already. All right? I, I get it firsthand all the time, and I'm going to read some off as we go along, but I get it all firsthand. So 
Let's start with it. I got a couple letters before I, I got some kick-ass learning. Here, here's another one. This one's from Jonathan H. I just wanted to inform you that I finally received the call after waiting six months, one week, and six days to come pick up my carry permit. I was met with smiles and a great attitude by the detective that was assigned to my application, far different from my previous encounters. With that aside, I want to thank you, Anthony, and the great staff at Gun for Hire, ANJRPC, and Dan Schmutter, and Allison at Hartman and Winnikey. Their representation in the courts were nothing less than brilliant. In the information, guidance, education, and relentless efforts you all provided were definitely instrumental to me obtaining my permit. In your words, Anthony, support those who support you, and unity and activism is key. I listen to your show each week, and that has become my mantra. The entire two-way law-abiding community of citizens, the third tier, owe you all great debt of gratitude. Finally, I have my wife and 21-year-old daughter both apply for their FID cards. My son is waiting for his carry permit along with six of my close friends who often accompany me to the range. Thank you, thank you, and thank you again. I will see you at the range. Best regards, Jonathan H. Jonathan, you're doing God's work. Thank you for everything, but I'm just the mouthpiece that ties everybody together. It was Sandy's idea. A mere 12 years ago. Sandy, I was 50 when we started this show. I'm 62 years old, Sandy. Old bastard. Unbelievable. This is what you're doing is phenomenal. So that's what we want. Hello, Anthony. I received my permit through the courts this year and at the time was given the contact to add new firearm. Today I spoke with the court administrator and she told me that the judge has agreed that I can carry any gun legally owned regardless what the quarter I was given. I challenged this direction and asked what would happen if a cop found me in possession of an unlisted firearm. His Her reply was, they all know. And the laws are changing so fast I can't give any legal advice. So basically I cannot add another firearm to my permit because the court and the judge don't think I I have to. All I can say is, what a cluster fudge. Thanks, Steve Z. Steve, as Dan said last week, this is all still in flux, and we have conflicting stuff, and there are some people, we got a directive from the state police that you can carry any gun you want. This is the only advice I've been given. I'm not a lawyer, but whatever gun you're carrying, have a qualification form. I reiterated that last week, too. Whether it goes to the judge, it goes to the police department, it's in your file or whatever, I wouldn't carry any gun that I don't qualify with. Yeah. That's that's just me. It will, you know, even the court said, the once somebody goes to court, it'll get straightened out. Yeah, exactly so, right. Uh, this is from Martin H., I uh, had worked done on one of my pistols by Shane, great guy. I'm really concerned about this pistol brace ban coming. I own a Troy. Is there anything coming up like a demonstration somewhere, even in D.C.? No, there's no demonstrations, Mart- Martin, but what's coming up is all the lawsuits have launched already. I answered that earlier, but I just wanted you to know that uh, I didn't forget about you. Uh, so it's, it's important uh, that we... Uh, that we all stick together and you support those two A groups. Uh, send a donation to the NRA, FPC, SAF, uh, GOA, uh, ANJRPC. Uh, I said that already. NJ2AS, CNJFO. So do what you got to do. Uh, here's another one. This is from, oh, by the way, Daniel Ionuzo is uh, back. Remember, he had a lot of medical issues yeah. and stuff with the lymphoma and everything. He's back in the saddle, and he's back. I sent him an email. It's I love when I break the seal. I sent him an email, asked him how he's doing. I haven't heard from him a long time. Now I get an email like once a week from him. So good, he's yeah. every now and then I know it's t- kind of hard to tell, but he's still alive or well. That's good. So he wrote that um, he, he called uh, – uh, he received his CCW in Essex in Belleville, and uh, 
he had called U.S. Law Shield and they connected to him a lawyer to Knappen's office who told me that the towns Ken and Willen are currently denying applications because you asked for status updates. So remember I said you could get red flagged if you're if you're too aggressive asking for uh, you know status updates. Yeah. You just have to be firm but nice. You know you might want to. I'll tell you something else. Record the phone calls. Yeah. It's legal in New Jersey as, it's, as long as one party's yes. being recorded. Yep. As long as one party. Uh, if you don't know how to use it on your phone, just go online or go to Staples. Go to Staples on Route 23 in Riverdale, by the way, because uh, support those who support you. Go to Staples on Route 23 in Riverdale if you live in North Jersey, and uh, tell them Gun for Hire sent you, especially the manager. Buy yourself a little tape recorder and tape and record all your calls, just like we record our emails and everything. So if they try to say you threatened them or something, you could play it back and you could have that uh, that uh, civil servant, whether it's a clerk or an officer or something, you could have them locked up. I think there's even an app on the phone that you can do like an iPhone. Yeah, there is. But see, I still believe we need some civil servant to get locked up absolutely. and lose their pension. No, absolutely. And then I think or, or we, that'll prosecuted. be the biggest fix. Yeah, yeah we need one prosecuted. Yeah. And that'll be the biggest thing. Yep. Now, I get some departments that are telling people, listen, we're extremely overwhelmed. I'm doing the best I can. That's I know okay. the law is 60 days. Yeah. I plan on having it for you in another 10 days, right? But they're giving feedback. They're responding to emails and voicemails. Telling a, uh, telling a citizen in your town, don't ever call again. Right. I will contact you when it's ready. You know what? F you. And that's the difference between... A cop that cares and a cop that doesn't. Yeah, F you, yeah. F you. That's all I have to say. So whatever comes your way, I'm all for it. Whatever comes your way, I'm all for it. And if the department is legit and they're – look, it's everything is political and everything in the, everything in the bureaucracy is, is there. It's in place to stop progress. So if the cop says to you, look, I, we're just, I'm sorry, we're really completely overwhelmed, maybe it's a good idea just to say to him or her, uh, what can I do to help you? Can I call the mayor? Can I? What is it I can do to help you? And maybe you can. Maybe, maybe their hands are tied and their budget doesn't, you know, the the town council doesn't want to appoint more money. Does uh, the 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 budget uh, appropriations committee doesn't want to give them more money? Whatever it is, if you can make some noise on their behalf, maybe that would. Uh, but you know, you're not going to do that if the officer or the clerk is just gives dick? you the middle finger. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. If the officer clerk says, "Listen, we're doing the best we can. The other guy is out on disability. I got this. They have me work in traffic three days a week. They only have me here two days a week, and I got I usually process twenty applications, twenty uh, FID cards a month. Now I got two hundred. All right, I want to hear that. I don't give a shit because right. you don't right. give right. a shit if I'm late with something. Right. But at least, at least yeah. I'll, I'll help you. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? I'll I'll help you. Oh my God! Anyway, all right. So uh, I'm going to save that one for last. It, I got this f interesting thing. I read this in a, a travel thing, and I went on Amazon uh, and I bought this. Sandy, talk about a great idea, especially for your kids and stuff. I read this in Travel and Leisure magazine. There's this company uh, that makes socks, uh, black socks and white socks, and the one sock has a moisture-proof zippered compartment in it, and it will fit credit cards, ID, and money. Really? Yeah, they're called Flippy, L-F-L-I-P-P-Y-S-O-X, and it was invented by an eight-year-old girl <laughs> who was going away with her parents, and she put her money or stuff in her socks, and she said to her dad, wouldn't it be great if the socks had a pocket? Wow. Sandy, 
I bought them, F-L-I-P-P-Y-S-O-X. I bought two pairs to check them out. Imagine anybody here, like even me or you, Sandy, if you were traveling somewhere in a foreign country and you put some emergency money and your ID and an emergency credit or ATM card in that little pocket in your socks, who's stripping you naked? Right. You, you know what I mean? No, I, I mean, talk about genius. Now, where is the, where's the pocket? Is it on the side of the sock or it's on the It's on the side of the sock. Oh, so wow. on the right side or left side of your ankle, wherever you want, the outside pocket. And it zips open horizontal, and you slide in. I put uh, I put two credit cards, my driver's license, and like $60 in it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's called flippy socks. And the inside has a barrier so like your money and stuff doesn't get wet or anything oh. if you're sweating. So you can wear them like playing tennis or anything. But, you know, I just think it's it's great. You know, I just thought it was a great idea and I wanted to share with everybody. Flippy socks. Anybody out there with kids and everything, it's a great way to put some emergency money in your kid's pocket uh, that you don't have to worry about and they can't say they lost it. Okay, so I just ordered two pair. You did. You it's, found them. Yeah. Did you get white or black? I got black. Yeah, they have black, they have white, they have all uh, kinds. So uh, uh, I heard a horror story. I heard a horror story of someone that got pulled over in New Jersey, and the cops saw them fidgeting. And when they got to the car, as the cop was walking to the driver's side window, the person was taking their holstered gun and putting it on the dashboard to show the cop that they had a carry permit. Oh, Okay, obviously they don't listen to gunfire radio. They don't follow, they're not on New Jersey Firearm Syndicate and they don't belong to any of the 2A groups. Uh, so when you see stuff like that, it's a nightmare. Listen, we'll, we can go over this in detail. Maybe I'll have a cop on soon, but your gun stays where it is. Your hands stay on the steering wheel. You shut the ignition off. If there's a physical key, you take the key out. You open all four windows. You stare straight ahead and you keep your hands on the steering wheel. Shut the radio off. If you're smoking, die it out. The cop comes to the passenger side or driver's side window. You await direction. You have to. You have a duty to inform. Officer, I'm carrying a concealed firearm. It's on my back right side. I'm carrying an appendix on my right side or whatever. My license is in your, my back hip pocket. My registration and his insurance is in my, um, in my uh, glove box. I await your instructions. Yep. You don't fidget around. And you don't, don't look like you're going to hide like, something. I have a gun. Correct. You know, we've heard that before, too. So, obviously, they're not people that are wired in, and these are the people that we're going to read about in the news yes, that are going to kill all of us. That's right. Okay? So, here, even cops. A Leonia motorist with crystal meth in her car grabbed an officer's gun while fighting with Little Ferry police on a traffic stop on Route 46. If a cop with a level 3A holster Mm -hmm. can lose his gun in an altercation, she got out of her handcuffs. Okay? You know, because they're skinny people. They can can spin around, whatever. Uh, And anyway, she was on meth, so it was probably trying to fight a Godzilla. And she probably, you know, if she was on meth, she could have broken her thumb without any pain anyway. And pulled out. Correct. But yeah. she got his gun. She's lucky she didn't get killed. They were finally able to wrestle her down, et cetera, et cetera. But these are the things I, I just, you know, knowledge is power. And, and the left is just waiting. Murphy, they're just waiting for the right high profile case that they're going to use for a lawsuit against us. And they're going to hang on there on it and say c c c c c anybody who uses their firearm in a defensive self-defense situation will be on page 67 of pravda 
you know, yeah. of our media. Right. No one will ever hear or see about it. But that's that's what we're dealing with here. So I, I've told I've told this story a million times uh, many, many years ago. Uh, before I had the range, I was working out of the bullet hole in Belleville and this young kid uh, came in to my school across the street. He sought my advice, and he said, uh, my girlfriend keeps threatening to call the police and say I threatened her with a gun every time I try to break up with her because she's obsessed with me. He was like 23 or 24 years old. So I'll say his name is John. And I've talked about this on a show a long time ago. You new listeners never heard this story. So I was like, John, how many guns do you own? He said, I have one gun. He owned a Glock, Glock 17. I said, all right, go across the street to Bullet Hole. Put the Glock 17 in there. Leave it there to be cleaned. I said, they don't have a really managed inventory system. Back then, everything was in a marble notebook. Yeah. And they would write your gun in. And a week later, you'd come to pick it up. And they'd find it. And they'd, they'd write it out. They'd also have to write it in the repair book, obviously. But there was no nudge to say, your gun has been here two weeks. So I said, for now, I said, until maybe this blows over, just take your gun. Go across the street. Leave it there to be cleaned. And, you know, Manny and the guys, they'll clean it within a week a week or so. But the gun could be there five, six weeks. I said, just leave it there until they call you and tell you to come get it. And then we'll decide. Back then, there was no gun sitters, no, you, you know, none of that. No U.S. law shield. Nothing existed where you could store your gun. The only other thing you could do was sell the gun. So he listened to me. About a week later, comes up to the range and says he was sleeping in the apartment in Bloomfield. And he woke up to uh, black rifles pointing at him. She called the police and said he put the gun to her head and he was squeezing the trigger. Oh. The cops searched the whole place. No gun. He was handcuffed face down in the living room, by the way. They had a basement apartment in Bloomfield. And uh, he showed the receipt and they turned around and they locked her up for filing a false police report. And uh, he got a restraining order against her. He moved in with his sister up in West Milford and subsequently left the gun at the bullet hole and uh, sold it. And uh, join the Marines. Fast forward, it's 15 or 18 years later, and every time he's in the area, he comes in, and whoever he's with, he's married now with a kid. Every time he comes in, he tells everybody, I saved his life mm. because I gave him that sage advice back then. Yeah. And we all know all our guns should be locked up, and they shouldn't be accessible to unauthorized persons and minors and stuff. But So I got this other guy. I'm going to call him D. He sends me an email a while ago that he's having trouble with teenage daughter threatening to do stuff like that and uh i recommended he store his firearms and uh so the, because it's not a prosecutor thing it's not a court thing at the moment we have lockers here at the range so we have large locker and we have a medium locker so i said well why don't you be safe why don't you get a locker and why don't you store your guns here but move the guns when she's not home make sure there's nothing else that could be construed as weapons at the house like you know knives other than you know cutlery in your, like, Jaya Henkel's kitchen knives or anything. But get everything out of the house when she's not there. So he did it. I forgot about it. About two weeks later, is an email I get. Hi, Anthony. So it happened. My daughter took the plunge and reported on me that I was chasing everyone in the house with a knife. He goes, I got a beautiful SWAT-style visit at my house. He goes, I have a ring camera recording of all of it. She even took my car to drive to the police department and make her frantic false police report. Oh, man. It all got diffused, and the background story is that she just turned 18, and uh, she decided to do this because now she was an adult. Cops asked if there are any weapons in the house, and I said all of them are in a locker at, at the gun range. They all just went, oh, okay, that's good. They did not do a search, and I think that's because my daughter did a similar stunt with my father-in-law back in October and he, uh, that he was threatening her also. 
it was obviously a false report. Anyway, she's 18 and not living in my house at all because I do not trust her. But thank you for saving me and for the tips you provide on your show. As per my chat with U.S. Law Shield attorney, it is highly advisable for me to wait like six months or more before applying for a permit to purchase as I want to buy a Glock 43X for carry and to start that process. Uh, all the family is in shock and think that this is just as surreal. Well, D, this is not an anomaly. It happens a lot. Um, they say hell is a teenage girl, by the way, right? Mm, yeah. Right. It's not only girls, though. It happens, but better safe than sorry. And I've talked about this a million times. If you know, Mentally, if you're under stress, you're not feeling right, your health is more important than your firearms. Always seek help, right? And uh, if you have someone in the house that you're dealing with that has issues, if you only own one or two guns, maybe lock them up, put them in a storage like we have here. There's also other options throughout the state. Um, I've had people, of they've only owned one or two guns, and they've had issues with kids like at 13 or 14 years old. They actually sold the guns. I just had an um, orthopedic surgeon come back, and uh, he's been reintroduced with guns because of carry, and he sold his two guns because his kid was giving them problems when he was a teenager, the boy. And now it's like 10 years later, and he's coming back into it again because the kid is no longer living in the house, and they don't have to have those problems with dealing anymore. Don't be stubborn. Everyone that I've referred to do what D did in the past, Jerry out there and everybody else, you all know who you are, male and female, we've saved a lot of people's asses. Yeah. Uh, so all of you new listeners listening to this, some people are like, oh, I'm not giving up my gun. I'll, okay, whatever. Well, exactly. So, But look at my guy. I called him John in Bloomfield. What would have happened to him if that Glock 17 was in the house when the SWAT team came? Oh, man. He'd still be in His jail. life would have been over. Yeah, pretty much. His life would have been over. Um, and um, I thank God that he, he he listened to what I said. And he wasn't the only one I've given advice like that over the years. There's been, <laughs> there's been quite a few. Yeah. And uh, it's just a beautiful thing. You have to think about all of these scenarios. And everything can be construed as a weapon. And for you new listeners out there, you know, you have to take a hard look at what you have. You know, you go to Pennsylvania and you buy contraband. Because you can. That should not be stored with any of your legally purchased, registered, papered stuff. Uh, scenario B is your son is at school and you know he has an infatuation with firearms, but you have all your shit locked up. And he has a fight with a bully in school. And he says to the bully, my dad has guns. I'm going to bring in a gun tomorrow and I'm going to shoot you. Because mm. he's bragging, 12 or 13 years old. Well, you're going to have police at your house that night. And they're going to confiscate all of those guns. And there's going to be a temporary restraining order. There's going to be a turpo. You're going to get red flagged because you're the responsible adult. And they're going to take those guns out because they're going to make a judge decide if you should have guns in that house anymore, if your kid is stable or not. And they're going to have a psychological evaluation on that kid. Well, if they come and you own 14 guns and all 14 guns are legal and all the magazines that go with those guns have 10 rounds or less in them for now, you're going to be okay. They're going to confiscate them. They're going to give you a receipt. A couple weeks later, after the restraining order, after a court date, you're probably going to get all your stuff back, God willing. Now, if you have a couple magazines over 10 rounds, you're going to get charged with a felony. Yeah. If you have a stock that you knock the pin out that is an adjustable stock now, you're going to get locked up. Yeah. These are the things you have to think about. There's also a thing. It's in Knappen's book. It's called constructive intent. You know, if you own a... AR-15 stock that retracts, and you don't even own an AR-15, the possession is a felony. Yep. 
Because there's only one thing you can do with that, the way Jersey law dictates. It's called constructive intent. This is not the way we want to go down. And people All right? don't think of these things, Anthony. They never think it's going to happen to them. Right. Everybody, D here, never thought this was going to happen right. to him. He's been listening to my show all years. He's probably heard John's story from Bloomfield because yeah. D's yeah. been shooting in the range since we opened for 10 years now. So he goes way back. I don't even know if he goes Belleville back, but he goes 10 years Woodland Park back. So everybody out there listening to these stories, I share these stories for a reason. That's why we're the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners. That's why we tie all the two-way groups together. That's why we communicate. You know, and unfortunately, when I started this, I was uh, I owned a school that did training, and I had another full-time business, and I enjoyed being the mouth, and I enjoyed being the antagonistic guy out there. And sometimes it backfires because now I'm a high-profile, and I'm also the gun range owner, and also the two-way advocate, and I'm on the board of the ANGRPC, and I'm an NRA board member. So the target on my back is quite huge from all the government entities and everything. Luckily, I have a lot of friends, but, you know, I'm the only vocal one of all the gun stores and gun ranges, even though a lot of gun stores and gun ranges say two-way activism doesn't work down in Trenton. Stick it. How do we get this far? <laughs> exactly. If it wasn't for Scott Bach and Darren Goins and Rob Nixon and David Jensen 10 years ago in front of John Wall, Joel, uh, Judge Walls. And by the way, Sandy, it was 10 years ago our first rally down in Trenton. Yep. 10 years ago yep. this week, That's right. David Jensen posted a picture that that's when me and Ainsley spoke at the same time. Frank Fiamingo from NJ2AS, yeah, right. Mark Cheeseman, right. Joe Rodriguez. Right, right. You were all down there. Yeah. Dan Schmutter was there. He was. What was the rain? The icy rain was going what? Sideways, Sandy? Man, 40 miles an hour. They locked our ass out of the building. We weren't allowed to go in the building. <laughs> that was 10 years ago. I went down to Washington, D.C. in 1992 for the assault weapons thing. Manny from the bullet hole rented like a 20-passenger van. Wow. And we all drove down. And then two weeks later, we testified again in Trenton, and we went down and we protested at the State House. That's 31 years ago that I, my activism Florio goes back. Three, that, Florio Free, free in 93. 93. <laughs> I was 31 years old at my first protests yeah. okay when i got a taste of this shit so we've been doing this all this time follow our lead knowledge is power we all have to fight together but again i have the bit so i have the big target on my back and i always have to worry scott bach is always scaring me you know he's like anthony you have to tone it back you can't be doing you can't be making fun of the governor like that why because he looks like a, a jack-o'-lantern on crystal meth would i say that about hey, the governor look he's, he's got talent yeah, now I post all the time. He's looking very presidential. <laughs> He's looking very presidential now. Overbite all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen to this. I have a major, major announcement. The first, by the way, Sandy was uh, partnered with me. We hosted two of the largest Friends of the NRA dinner. Oh, yeah. In, the, in New Jersey, like 14 years ago, 15 years ago, ever, we had two, rain, two, two dinners. We were the first ever high-caliber dinners where we made over $25,000 or whatever. That could be wrong. I, I, I could be wrong. I don't know. No, I think you're right. I, I don't know the exact number, but our buddy Steve Churchill is now the chairperson for the North Jersey Friends of the NRA. Get your crayons. <laughs> October 5th of this year nice. at Biagio's in Paramus. Okay. 
We are going to have a Friends of the NRA dinner. We are going to be one of the sponsors of that dinner. We will graciously be the FFL for any firearms that are won or at the auction or auctioned off or whatever at that dinner. This is going to be a huge dinner, and I am going to be the keynote speaker. How nice. I can't talk politics, but I will be the keynote speaker, and it's going to be the first Friends of the NRA dinner in North Jersey in a very long time. So, Stephen Churchill, thank you for what you do. Everybody, you have no excuse. Pencil the date, October 5th, 2023. You can go on the Friends of the NRA website right now, and you can buy tickets now if you want. Uh, the, uh, the, the leagues that Gabe and Matt and Phoebe came up with uh, are going tremendously uh, all of these open pistol leagues and there'll be more to come and the Glock Shooting Sports Foundation leagues are back again we're going to be hosting GSSF here two or three times a year uh, Matt and Phoebe are working on the, the dates with that remember we have the hemorrhage control class here and remember we also have uh, the CPR AED class and one of our biggest classes here is holster draw and drawing from concealment and if you take our holster draw class you can holster draw in the range. If you don't take our holster draw class and you have a carry permit, you can carry anywhere on the four acres of our property, inside and outside. The only rules of etiquette that is on our frequently asked page of our site, the only rules of etiquette is that gun stays in the holster. When you get out of your car until you get back in your car, the gun stays in the holster. Whether you're in the bathroom, you're in the store, you're in the retail area, you're in concierge, you're taking a class here. The only time you can take your gun out of the holster is when you're in the port you can take your gun out of the holster in the port put it on the deck and shoot all night and then holster it back up and go home with your loaded gun if you have the okay button on your id badge and you've taken our holster draw class then you can draw from the holster as well different draws different positions whatever you want you're clear to go it's not only a training requirement it's an insurance requirement for us to help keep our massive insurance debt <laughs> down a little bit yeah uh, our use of force class is taught by rpo and pt certified instructors it's a two to three hour class question and answer and a 10 question test at the end that's admissible in a court of law our pistol qualifications for carry, as well as our, our uh, use of force classes, every instructor is approved by the state police, and every instructor is PTC certified. Under the new law from 1222, you can't just be an NRA instructor or this instructor or USPSA. It's got to be approved by the state police. You have to be certified. Uh, coming up April 16th, the day after tax day, April 16th, Atienza Pen and Knife Class. This is the next one that's coming. It's from 9 a.m. till 1 p.m. It's the Atienza Pen and Knife Class. The last class was sold out. You want to get into this class, please. Uh, more classes are coming our way, so you definitely want to get into that class. Um, I want to go back and talk about uh, my book. Uh, my book has sold uh, a lot of copies and uh, uh uh, every day people are coming in and telling me I've saved lives, I've made people aware, uh, my wife is crazy like me now. That's a badge. <laughs> That's a badge of honor. Wouldn't you say, yes, Sandy? Sure my, my wife is crazy like me now. now you you can team. buy my book, crimeproofbook.com, as well as Amazon, as well as in the store. And like Sandy says, if I'm in the store, I'll, I'll sign it for you. I'll sign it for whoever it is. But I had a woman come in the other day and uh, – she says to me, she goes, oh, my God, I read your entire book. 
she says, I'm, I start repeating stuff like head on a swivel and stuff, and my husband thinks it's a riot because it's right out of your book. He read it, and now I read it. And, you know, my, we're going through the mall, and I'm telling my husband, we have to keep our heads on a swivel. So well, I, I just, good. yeah, I just, I just love that. Yeah. I love that that so many people are reading it. You know, and there's four chapters in the book that are firearms related, obviously, and the the rest of the chapters are all personal defense strategies, uh, travel strategies, elevator safety, you know, train security uh, for the kiddies out there, campus protection, uh, you know, building a bug out bag, and I I don't attest to be an expert, and I'm not a prepper or anything like that, but. You know, a big one is uh, workplace security, which is something, you know, if something's not right, it's not right. Mm-hmm. And you should never downplay if you feel uncomfortable at work, whether somebody's harassing you or something doesn't doesn't seem right. You know, somebody cracking jokes that you're not laughing to um, and somebody being, uh, you know, uncomfortably close to you all the time. I cover that in detail in Chapter 9. And uh, there's just so many things that you can do to keep yourself safe at work, keep yourself uh, to protect yourself from theft. You know, a lot of theft happens at work. Stuff gets stolen out of your drawers. You take your rings off and you put them on on your desk while you're typing and then you go to bathroom and you come back and they're gone. Luckily, it's it's not as bad as pervasive today because there's cameras everywhere. But, you know, people get comfortable at work. We spend more of our waking hours at our job than we do at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like what at work family, work wife, work husband or whatever they say. But there's also you have to plan, you know, what about an active shooter? What about a disgruntled employee coming in? Right. You know, uh, and then think about, again, we get comfortable leaving work alone. How about having somebody walk you to your car? And everybody's situation is different. Do you have a parking lot? Do you take mass transit, et cetera, et cetera? Letting people know where you are, your whereabouts. Like a big no-no for me is I, we don't allow one person alone in the building here. Yeah. yeah we for safety and security. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what if I keel over? Right. There's nobody to call the police. Yeah. You know, I want a minimum of two people. We, it, it's always, we have, you know, we have very rough security protocols in here. We have cameras everywhere, but... You know, we cover this, and uh, I cover this in Chapter 9 with the workplace security and stuff. And, you know, there's certain things you can, like putting a mirror, a rear view mirror on your computer monitor if your back is against people. You know, if you're not facing out, if you're working in a, in a, in a cubicle or something. And, you know, you can put, there's cameras that you can have in your cubicle if your company will allow it. Inspecting doors if you work in a warehouse or a factory to make sure that the fire exit doors aren't chained shut to prevent theft. That's where they find all the bodies stacked up yeah, with chemical exactly leaks and right. fires. Yep. Right, Sandy? That's right. Because when a fire inspector comes in, let me tell you something, they're, uh, they look for that right away. Uh, you know, we don't cut corners with any, any stuff like that. But, you know, if you work in a professional environment like a doctor or a dentist or a chiropractor, you know, today with crime being so pervasive and there's no ramifications, they think you have drugs there. Yeah, exactly. Criminals think you have goodies there. Yeah. And you don't think that way. You know, right. you just go to work. You want to do work your six or your eight hours and go home, right? right? And all of a sudden, you know, somebody watches the pattern because maybe their girlfriend used to work there because we know most of it's inside jobs, yes, right? exactly right. So all of a sudden, you're the one that locks up on a Tuesday night. You know, if I was a female or a male and it was a medical place, I would tell the boss, I don't feel safe. I believe a minimum of two people should lock up and set the alarm and walk out on Tuesday nights. 
As a matter of fact, every night. But like, like on Tuesday nights, Doc, I'm left here alone to lock up. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if the doctor sees the last patient, he shouldn't be walking by you with his jacket and going, all right, see you tomorrow. Right, exactly. You know, I'd be like, well, Doc, wait for me. Let's lock up yeah. together. And something like that could be diplomatically sent to your sub- supervisor in an email because there should be a paper trail for that instead of just verbal. Right. Okay. There should be a little bit like it, it. To me, it's not a, it's not a thorn in the side. If you were to say to your immediate boss, like, "Do we have an emergency plan here? Do we have contingency plan? Do we have a vulnerability plan here? What is the emergency plan here?" And chances are, if you don't know it, there is none. Correct. So bring it up. Uh, you should have pepper spray. You can have it at your desk. If they won't let you have a gun, maybe they'll let you have a stun gun. If they won't let you have a stun gun, what about mace or pepper spray? How about having one? Uh, how about having one uh, velcroed under your desk? Have 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 a few of them accessible. Right. You know what I mean? They're cheap enough. Correct. I mean, this is this is important. You know. Uh, this is very, very important that we you you prepare yourself um, to 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 uh, to protect your safety for you and your family and your coworkers and everything. And again, if whoever you're uh, dealing with, uh, you know, is not receptive to it, you have to go up the chain of command. You know, or maybe you could turn around and say, "Well, boss, you know, would you like me to be the safety officer?" Maybe I could volunteer with some tips and some help. You know, I know they look at us and well, you're that crazy gun person. That's <laughs> true. But, but it's not always about guns. It's, exactly it's about right, yeah. head on a swivel and being in condition yellow. These are the things I cover uh, ad nauseum in Crime Proof. And I would, you know, love for everyone out there to uh, get your ass and get a copy. Oh, by the way, we're going to be having an urban. Uh, uh, stun gun class and an urban uh, OC pepper spray mace class, by the way, Sandy. Oh, nice. Uh, Tony, the director of training, and uh, the guys are working on the curriculums right now. They're going to be a few hours, and, you know, we have the inert stuff and everything else like that. And uh, it's going to be uh, some epic classes that people can come in and take. Just because, you know, in New Jersey you can have that, and a gun is not for everybody. Uh, you know, so it's very important uh Excuse me. That was a burp, by the way. And uh, it's important that people train and we take care of our loved ones. So be on the be on the lookout for those classes. How are we doing on time, Sam? We are running over, so we can. It's good well, time. You to don't wrap tell up. me. You uh, don't love right. me anymore. I do not want to interrupt you when you're on a roll. Okay. Remember that October fifth. Everybody got an additional fifteen minutes this week, so that's great, right? October fifth, friends of the NRA dinner, Biagio's in Paramus. Get your tickets so I can berate you from the podium. <laughs> All right, Sandy, take it away. Right. Oh, by the way, today's my birthday, bitches. It's 62 sure years old. I can collect Social Security. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, leave me alone. Yeah, well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a Counterthink Media production. The music is in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, the now elder Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, on sale wherever great books are sold, and at the gun shop, bookshop, gun range, now called Gun for Hire, where maybe you can even get, if he's in a good mood, Anthony to sign the good book. 
Well, we love you guys uh, from the shadows of the New York City skyline. And this week from the beautiful Gulf Shores in Alabama, God willing, Jesus Towers and the batteries hold out. We will see you again next week. <laughs>